All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in again today. So we are going to be uh, talking about the DCU and the MCU, uh, two of Aurora's favorite uh, topics to talk about. She's a big fan of superheroes. Uh, as we heard in one of the previous episodes, how she wanted to try out to be a Marvel superhero. Um, just for clarification, again, Aurora is the two-year-old dachshund that's on the cover art of this podcast and so she helps me with all the ideas and content uh for this podcast and yeah she wanted to go over the two powerhouses for the comics world for the superhero world and uh shed some light on both of them you know kind of what each of them is doing you know what what's working what's not working uh the pros and cons and yeah uh, kind of seeing where they're both at uh right now so um uh, as I said, these are the two powerhouses of comics, of superheroes. Um, they really set the stage for you know that platform years ago. Uh, DC stands for Detective Comics. Uh, Detective Comics. Um, and then MCU is Marvel Cinematic Universe, so the DCU is Detective Comics Universe. And so they're both uh, looking to establish this. Uh, they're both trying to establish a DCU and an MCU and we will break some of that down. So DC was quicker to begin works. Okay, DC uh, first started to begin some of these things. You know, with Batman, uh, the Batman movies, the Superman movies, like th those go back a long time ago. If you go back to some of the really old movies uh, that were done, especially the Superman side, and you know, seeing it on the big screen. I mean, everybody loved it, obviously, but the effects weren't really there at the time to really make it. Uh, something that would age pretty well. Um, so those older, older uh, movies, the Superman movies, I mean, I don't think the Batman ones are as bad, but some of the older, older Superman movies are definitely dated at this point. So DC was quicker to the stage, you know, to start out with being on the big screen and elevating their comic book platform to that medium. Marvel came second. Uh, to this with you know smaller attempts things like the Punisher movie uh, that they done the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck you know now now Batman Ben Affleck uh, so those two movies uh, interesting you know they they did Elektra and some other things as well during that time period and I think that their movies were really good I really enjoyed both of those I know they didn't really hit it home on the box office and reviews and things like that i know a lot of people didn't you know like ben affleck and things in those, that role but you know i think i think they were both really good films i i enjoyed them thought they were great now so again dc was first to the stage marvel came along second and i think it's interesting to think about that because most people especially today would think okay marvel is the pioneers Marvel is the one that, you know, starts something and DC is, you know, riding its tailcoats, uh, you know, trying to capitalize on whatever Marvel's doing that they've seen success with. So that is what the common person thinks today. Uh, again, though, if you look back at it, DC was kind of the first ones to really hit that stage um, with the live action, you know, movie opportunities that they did with, uh, you know, Spider-Man, things like that. So then Marvel tested some big players you know they did punisher they did daredevil but by no means was punisher and daredevil like the top comics of marvel 
You know, they they were not the top heroes. Uh, they didn't. They weren't the the biggest sellers. And not to say they weren't great. I mean, they were they were really good. I mean, probably top twenty uh, from character list. Uh, maybe top 25, 30 at, at the least. But they were not the top of the top. So Marvel tested their big player with Spider-Man, right? So they came out with Tobey Maguire uh, doing the Spider-Man movies that he did. And those were great. I mean, they did really well. The first one, amazing. Second one, amazing. Third one, eh, yeah, I mean, it. I think they rushed a lot of things. They threw too much in it. But regardless of that, you know, Marvel tested some... You know, they tested a big player on the big screen, uh, similar to what DC did when they first came out. DC is willing to go out, or was willing to go out, guns blazing with Batman Superman when they first tried. Marvel tipped their toe in the water with Daredevil and Punisher to see how it works, see what did well, see what reviews happened, and then they said, okay, now we know what we're doing, let's go with Spider-Man. So they were patient, and then they went big, right? So... Now they're doing this, you know, the bigger series with, you know, Spider-Man uh, and things like that. DC then upped their game and said, all right, we're going to trump you back now. and We're going to do the Dark Knight, right? So they, they scrapped the Batman as they did before, started fresh, Christopher Nolan, Christian Bale, amazing series. I mean, absolutely stunning, stunning to see. So that series was wonderful. It was amazing. Everybody loved it. I think it was great. And this really set the stage for this war to start because obviously they've had comic book wars. They've had wars going back and forth of, you know, oh, this, this character is just like mine, copyrights, all this stuff. Like they, They've had those types of things before, and they've played well together before as well. They've even had crossover comics and things where, where that's happened, and it's been fine. But... This is the first time that that war really started on the big screen because uh, they both saw, hey, we can do this because they saw success with Spider-Man on the Marvel side. They saw success with the Dark Knight on the DC side. So Marvel started uh, the large picture of the MCU. Okay, And obviously this is years later after Tobey Maguire, you know, the Tobey Maguire series is scrapped. They you know, started a different Spider-Man series later, scrapped that because, well, they started it later during this process of developing the MCU. But anyway, so Marvel saw this, and this time it was, okay, they're in this war. They're, they're trying to figure it out. They're both doing some things on the big screen, and Marvel said, you know what? We're going to be the pioneers this time. We're going to try something big um, on the screen. So then they started the idea of the MCU. Now, they started this without anyone really knowing. You know, they first did the Iron Man movie. They did the Captain America movie. Like, they did those movies, and no one knew and no one realized what they were building. But they had the idea in their mind. They wanted to see how these did, right? So, the films did really well. Iron Man killed it. Robert Downey Jr. made that film. Uh, you know, Captain America was a, a really good film. They did a great job with the storyline, the cinematography for it. So, really great film there as well. And so, because they were starting to see such success, they said, all right, cool. We're going to announce it. We're going to roll it out boom we're gonna do the mcu and as we all know the avengers films have been amazing they have topped uh you know various records they are now the largest uh or the the most profitable franchise uh on in the big screen uh their most profitable big uh franchise in the box office ever 
and and that's saying something. That's huge. You know, that's that's more than the Harry Potter films. That's more than you know the Jurassic Parks and things like that. When you go back and look at these things, I mean, it is crazy to see what they're doing um, from a profit standpoint and how amazing they've developed this. So along the way, DC saw this and was like, "Oh crap!" Yeah, you know, DC crapped their pants. Oh my gosh, we're losing to Marvel. Like this is awful. Um, so DC said, okay, we're, we're going to rush and we're going to catch up to you. We're, we're going to do a DCU. Okay. Now Marvel then became Disney property, right? D during this time span, whatever Dis like Marvel is now Disney property. Disney pumped in the budget. They pumped in those dollars to conjoin all these films to blow the MCU up and make it massive, Right. So when DC decided, okay, we're going to do this, we're going to catch up to you, like all of a sudden you're injecting steroids into Marvel and they're skyrocketing because that's what Disney did. Disney injected steroids into it and now it's amazing franchise, amazing film work and uh, megastars everywhere. So DC came out with, <clears throat> you know, they did the they did the Superman film to kind of line it up. They did the Wonder Woman film. And, and they really didn't do enough, I believe, to start it out. Because if you look at it, you know, the MCU, they did at least three films. They did, you know, Iron Man. Uh, they actually did, I, I believe, two Iron Mans. But they did, they, they represented the backstory of Iron Man, Captain America, and Thor, at least with one, at least with one full film to dedicate their backstories and help people grow attached to those characters. DC said, oh, you know what? No, that's, no, let's not worry about that. We already had a DC film, Superman, in the making, so let's just make that, let's tie that in. Let's tie Batman in, let's have this Wonder Woman film tie in, and there you go, let's start it off. Okay, cool, so that's fine, whatever. If you want to do that, I mean, that's, that's okay. But the problem was, you know, they came out with Batman versus Superman after only two prequels, right, to this film. DC was thriving in animated movies right thriving so they come out they do this batman versus superman and it bombs why does it bomb it bombs because when they elevate the platform one they rush that film they rush through it the story was not laid out well they should have spent more time on developing the plot line than what they did they had to rush because they had to introduce batman and basically educate everyone on him and what he was doing <clears throat> in that film and then give a massive plot that they were trying to to accomplish it, it's too much it's too much for one film you needed to add a lot of time to it or you should have just done a batman film and had that batman solo film be about him and his thoughts and feelings on superman and all that stuff give that backstory okay and end it with him and henry cavill the you know superman getting ready to go at it okay in that film on that note and then elevate it to them fighting and everything that happened after that all the manipulation with Lex Luthor and everything and Doomsday like then elevate it to there that would have been great chop that up into two films you would have done a great job with that they did not they rushed it then they jumped into Justice League right so they jumped into the Justice League movie and and it was it was really really just frustrating it was really frustrating because they jumped into the Justice League, again, 
didn't give any backstory to the flash didn't give backstory to cyborg like didn't give a backstory to these brand new characters that they're adding in they did an aquaman film and it's like okay cool well we did two out of three for the first one we're introducing three new characters so let's just do one out of three and see how that works it didn't work guys it didn't work no one was no one was attached to these characters no one loved these characters no one grew on these characters so yeah it bombed it didn't do well yeah, it's, it sucked. It sucked. I'm a huge DC fan. I love Batman. Batman's my favorite. And it sucked. I'll tell you that flat out. It did. So take your time. Do your due diligence. So anyway, that happened. And then all of a sudden, DC probably thinks they're doing fine. They're catching up. No, you're not. You're losing ground. You're technically losing ground. You just don't know it yet. And you're not going to realize until it's too late. Anyway, moving off of that to now looking at what DC's doing in films. They're thriving in the animated movies, as I mentioned, right? They've done great Batman films, Batman versus Batman Under the Red Hood, Batman versus Robin. Like they've done some amazing films. You know, the, the Killing Joke with the Joker. Like they've done some amazing animated films, right? And that's really where they've been hitting it home. You know, Marvel hasn't been able to capitalize on that. They did like a Marvel Hulk film that was on Netflix and stuff, and and it just didn't it just didn't really have the gusto that DC has when it comes to those animated films. So I think it's wonderful. DC needs to really capitalize on that and keep pushing on it. But DC also had a big hit, the Suicide Squad. Because they tapped into that darker concept while maintaining a lighter side, okay? Here's the difference between Marvel and DC. Marvel is very much lighthearted heroes, lighthearted. I mean, I mean they're all they're all vibrant, right? Like they all have, you know, Iron Man is bright red, for God's sakes. You know, you got Captain America, who's red, white, and blue. You got the Hulk, who's bright green. Like, all these guys are, they're vibrant colors. They are lighthearted. It's a lighthearted story arc. Like, it doesn't get dark all that much. Even though it does, it's not all that much, okay? So, Marvel's done a great job when making their films of understanding, hey, we need to be lighthearted, but we need to make sure we keep the action and suspense there as well. They've done a wonderful job mixing it. DC, on the other hand, is very darker, in a lot of their characters, everything's a bit darker. The way the characters are built, the way that the villains are, it's all a little more sinister, right? A little darker, a little more intense than what Marvel gets to. Now, absolutely nothing wrong with either way. I prefer Batman, you know, over Spider-Man. Very little, like very little, but I do just a little bit there because there is some reality and some context that Batman gets to. So, the Suicide Squad was that perfect mix for them. It was very dark, but it had enough comedy, enough lightheartedness to it with Will Smith, you know, with the girl who played Harley Quinn, can't think of her name right now, but, like, they had just enough humor and lightheartedness in it to make it a great film. So, awesome, really good job there. Both brands have iconic characters now. They've established both of them, you know, inside the, the film franchises. And the difference is Marvel knows its audience and knows its strengths, okay? And this is probably because of what Disney has done. Disney has helped them to realize what we have to capitalize on. And Disney is capitalizing on the heroes. That is what they are capitalizing on. That's what they're doing. So they are capitalizing on the heroes that are coming out. And that is exactly what's driving their franchises. Wonderful, because that is a perfect fit for them. Now, the difference is DC didn't realize until it was too late as to what they needed to promote and what they needed to capitalize on. They are strong because of their villains, right? They are strong because of that. If you think about Marvel right now, 
and they said, hey, name, you know, 20 Marvel characters. People's going to sit there and name them, and you might have one, two, maybe three villains that get, gets named. Even though Spider-Man has a great rogues gallery, like, and a rogues gallery is like a list of villains, for those of you who don't know. Spider-Man has a great list of villains on his side, but they're not the iconic character that is going to drive the plot and drive people to want to read about it. However, you talk about DC and you say, hey, name me 20, you know, 20, 25 DC characters. You're going to have probably just as much villains as you do heroes. You really will. Because the Joker is the most iconic villain ever. He, I mean, he, he is, hands down. You got somebody else? Name it for me. Name it. You have no argument because it's, it's not factual. The Joker is the most iconic villain. Okay, and then Batman's got all these other characters that, with all their gimmicks and things that are done the right way, they've got you know the Penguin, they've got um, Killer Croc, they have Two Face, they have the Riddler, like all of these guys, like they are such iconic characters, and they get so deep and intense in what they do that it's just it, it's great to see. So they capitalized on this by doing the Suicide Squad, and that's why it did so well. That's why it did so well. Okay, and people loved it, right? But think about historic roles in Marvel, you know, from the heroes and DC for the villains. Think about the most iconic roles. If you say, hey, what's some of the best roles that DC has had on the big screen? What's some of the best ones that Marvel has had on the big screen? You think about DC, Heath Ledger playing the Joker, okay? Tom Hardy playing Bane. And Ra's al Ghul is played by Liam Neeson. Freaking Liam Neeson, man. Like, iconic characters and roles, right? In the MCU, it's the heroes. It's Robert Downey Jr. You know, it's Chris Hemsworth. You know, I mean, th I mean, that's what it is. They're capitalizing on the star power on the villains in DC, which is exactly the right move to go with. But they did not do that in the Justice League series. They did not, or in the Justice League movie. They did not do it in Batman vs. Superman. Like, they have not delved into the villains enough. And that's why Suicide Squad's doing really well. That's why their other films are failing right now. Okay, so this is what DC missed when they developed the DCU. And, you know, they copied the MCU, but they, they rushed to put out a product. And it was a bad product. So that's what they ended up doing. They, they tried to rush and catch up. And when you're trying to catch up, you're going to make mistakes. And that's what they did. They didn't play the long game. And they didn't play their strengths, the villains. So that is why they're failing. And I think they're going to lose more and more ground as things continue. There's already so many continuity issues. There's already actor issues with contracts and characters not wanting to come and be a part of them. There's people that are becoming a part of the MCU. And the MCU, they do contracts, right? So when you sign a contract with the MCU, you can't be a part of the DCU, okay? So now if if the Marvel Cinematic Universe sees a film do really well for DC, they're going to go after one of those actors in that film, one of the main characters, and they're going to say, hey, why don't you come be a part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? We'll pay you more money, but you can't be in the DC ones anymore. They'll sign that deal. They'll do that. Because it's more iconic, it's more money for them, and DC has nothing to do about it. DC needs to sign their people to the same type of contract. If you are in a DC film, you cannot be in a Marvel film. It's the only way DC is going to start being able to continue to catch ground because DC can, I mean Marvel, they can just snipe whoever they want. So, okay. Getting out of the contract stuff because I know that's a big thing. and I could, I could talk about that all day. But 
Justice League right now, it needs a reboot. It really does. I know they're doing this Zack Snyder cut and all this stuff on HBO Max and everything. They need to completely redo it. They need to redo the characters. They need to reboot it. And they need to start by rebooting everything. They need to go back to the drawing board, bring in new characters, bring in new cast because you didn't slow play things. You didn't bring on your characters slowly enough for people to love them and grow with them iconically. And now you have set yourself up to continue falling behind Marvel. And you will continue to do that. And you will hurt your brand. You will hurt your reputation by doing this. So fix it now. Because the longer you go, the worse it's going to be when you have to reboot later on. So if I was them, I would reboot now. I would take my time and do it the right way. Will they do it? Probably not. Probably not. Right? So it's, it's, it's you know, they, they, they had to recast Batman. You know, they recast a Batman and now you got, uh, you know, you got a vampire playing him. You know, Robert Pattinson, you know, he's a... He's a magical vampire from being in Harry Potter and Twilight. And and so, who knows? Hopefully he does really well at it. I didn't like the casting. Maybe he does a really good job. But the continuity of the DCU is on the fringe. It is hurt. It is crippled. And they need to really take time to go back, reboot it, and adjust what they're doing. Because it's just not... It's just not coming... It's, just, it's not coming out well. It's not coming out well. It's not producing a good product. And I hope that they can make these changes and make things work in the future. But so yeah, right now, basically MCU is kicking DC's butt when it comes to live action. Uh, DCU is kicking Marvel's butt when it comes to animated films. And that's where it's at. So hopefully DC can up their game. Hopefully they can do a reboot and catch things up because that's the only way I think they're gonna start delivering really good quality products. And until then, We'll see what happens. I mean, I love content. I love seeing it. So fine, let's have another Batman film. I'll watch it. But man, you know, you're never going to get to that level of Marvel unless you decide to reboot and start fresh and do it the right way. So yeah, what'd you guys think? Uh, you know, do you have any opinions? What's some of your favorite films of these franchises? Um, you know, is there anything I left out? Any any players or anything that you're thinking of? Any, uh, you know, times in the storyline that made a big difference that I didn't mention? Uh, but yeah, let me know. Let me know what you guys think. I know it's passionate for Aurora to talk about this today. And uh, yeah, give us your feedback. Like, share, subscribe. Our Facebook's below. Our email's below. Share it with your friends. Make sure some people get to, to listen to this and enjoy Aurora's thoughts. You know, she, uh, she thinks she's pretty entertaining. So we'll see what everybody else thinks. But yeah, thank you guys. I appreciate your time. And uh, have a great one.